Welcome to In the Studio with Michael Card. We're excited to feature this classic edition of the program from sessions at the Mole End Studio in Franklin, Tennessee. What you'll hear now was recorded several years ago. Though some of the details about guests and ministries may have changed, the powerful lessons from the music and conversations are timeless. Our web and email address hasn't changed, but now you can connect via Facebook or Twitter when you search for Michael Card. We hope to hear your reactions to this classic edition of In the Studio. in the studio with Michael Card. Welcome to our program this week. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Michael, I see you're going to sing Live This Mystery here in a moment to open the program. That's an older song, but I hope it's one that still rings true. Well, I don't want to make you feel bad, but <laughs> I recently cleaned out my office at home. And it's been a long time since I've done that, yeah. and there was this little blue cassette. Uh-huh that had lived this mystery on it. And I found did, that cassette. The question is, what did you yeah. do with that cassette? <laughs> hmm. Did that go out to the... Uh... Uh, I think I got 50 cents for it in oh, garage sale. Yeah. No, 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 I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> no, I would keep that. You know I'd keep that. Well, we are going to hear you sing for us in a moment. In the second half of the program today, Andrew Peterson yes. is going to be here. Now, tell us about Andrew. Well, Andrew is one of the best songwriters we've got, and uh, he's just going to come and share his heart with us. I just recorded one of his songs, and uh, we don't know if he's willing to do this yet, but I'm going to see if he'll maybe uh, play that along okay. with me. During the break today, we'll both uh, we'll twist his arms. We'll work that out. <laughs> we'll work, we'll, yeah. We have our ways, don't we? <laughs> uh, Pastor Hewitt Sawyers is going to join us in the first half of the program today. We're looking forward to our commentary with the pastor here in just a moment. But let's get to that song. Yes. You know I'm just uh, having fun with you oh, about no. that. Yeah. I, I, I love, uh, I remember being introduced to that uh, little cassette years ago yeah. in Michael Card's music. Uh, the Nazarene was on there and Gentle mm-hmm. Healer was on there. Yeah. Well, this song has to do with um, the, the idea that it's not so much a matter of doing as it is just living, mm-hmm. you know, moving into the mystery of God, let, letting God do his thing through you. Yeah. I think that's the idea. In the studio, Michael Card. Consider the secret of the one who dwells in me That there is truly a presence in the heart that will believe To listen to a silent call The quiet hunger to give it all As the river seeks to be Forgotten in the sea So my soul is so thirsty, it longs for thee. Like a moth around the flame, drawn to the light and to the pain. Since my life is hid in thee, I must live this mystery. It's clamoring There is only Christ He is everything 
in the language of the soul. It's burning like a coal. There's a voice that is saying you can be whole. A life where all is new, of timeless moments waits for you. With a heart alone, you see that you must live this mystery. as ever live this mystery michael card thank you michael um we're going to hear a couple more of your songs here in a few moments and then as you said andrew peterson in the second half of the program we'll be here. no doubt we'll get some music from the two of you here i hope so on the program today pastor hewitt sawyers welcome back thank you wayne so glad to be here again not a long trip for you to come though is it just over the hill <laughs> <laughs> over the knob here in tennessee you got as it. They say. Got yeah. it. one of the original empty hand brothers yeah it's been a good while, but the yeah. Lord has been mighty, mighty good. So yeah. I'm thankful to be here today mm. and thankful to be a part of that group. Mm. Give us the official name of your church again, Pastor. It's West Harpeth Primitive Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's just over the hill. Here just the hill. over the hill, mm-hmm. right here in Franklin, Williamson County. <laughs> well, we've invited you to come in today, Michael, to uh, ask Pastor to take a look with us at Philippians chapter 2, a portion of Philippians chapter 2. Yeah, and one of the things that I've always enjoyed uh, about our friendship, Hewitt, is when we wrestle together with uh, the scriptures. I think that's a that can be a precious thing for the brothers to do to yeah. be able to come and say, "Help me understand this." Yeah. And uh, you've always been a great resource to to sort of struggle along with us. Yeah. And you were the one that brought up this particular passage. Is this something that you're working through right now? It is, um, and I find it not only with me personally, but with other brethren. Hmm. Uh, it just seems like that there comes that time when you're working so hard and so faithful, and hmm. it's very difficult to really grab hold to what the Lord really wants you to do. Hmm. And so sometimes you move out up on your on your own to try to get these things done. You mean in your own strength? In your own strength. Uh-huh. And so what makes it this passage so precious? is it turns us right back to the source Mm. of everything. Mm. We were sharing some common experiences before opening the uh, program today, and it just seems like this is we're all kind of coming around this, circling around this. I think this will be to all of our benefit, not only for those listening, but for those of us in the studio. (laughs) Amen, amen. Which is often the case. We were saying that uh, it may may happen to do with an age thing when you get to be about 50 or whatever. (laughs) I don't know if that's the case particularly. There's a lot of change at that stage But it is a lot of change. (laughs) We've just become empty nesters for one thing, you know, so. I just had that to happen over the holidays. Did you? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, I did. Well, we're right well, exactly the same place then. <laughs> well, Scott Rowley tells me they always come back, though. <laughs> the boomerang generation? Well, someone told me to that what you need to do is change the locks, but I don't think that works either. <laughs> They'll find the key. They'll find uh, the key. Well, get us into Philippians 2 here, Pastor. Um, uh, I tell you what, Wayne. If you would, I would be be most appreciative if you would read uh, Philippians two, and um, let's start with verses twelve, and maybe read through verse eighteen. Okay. Uh, Paul is writing here, of course, and he says, "Dearest friends," this is from the NLT version. 
You were always so careful to follow my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, you must be even more careful to put into action God's saving work in your lives, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire to obey him and the power to do what pleases him. Mm. In everything you do, stay away from complaining and arguing Mm. so that no one can speak a word of blame against you. You are to live clean, innocent lives as children of God in a dark world full of crooked and perverse people. Let your lives shine brightly before them. Hold tightly to the word of life so that when Christ returns, I will be proud that I did not lose the race and that my work was not useless. But even if my life is to be poured out like a drink offering to complete the sacrifice of your faithful service, that is, if I am to die for you, I will rejoice and I want to share my joy with all of you. And you should be happy about this and rejoice with me. My Lord, Mm. my Lord, what a powerful passage. Uh, Wayne, I see so clearly here that um, uh, many times uh, we, like the Philippians here, are saved people, Mm -hmm. uh, but we become lost in doing what we call ministry, doing the things that we feel are so important to the building of the kingdom. And in doing so, many times we lose our real focus because all of a sudden we begin to think that the ability to accomplish these things comes from within us. Mm. But Mm -hmm. that this passage here helps us to understand that God is the source of that desire. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the one that moves us. And as he gives us that desire, then he also gives us the ability to do that and it's so much easier when you're working out of the strength of God mm-hmm. instead of trying to work in your own strength. We can strength. all give testimony to that. Michael, mm-hmm. you probably know where I'm thinking here <laughs> on our visit to Cuba a couple years ago. Pastor Daniel, remember what he said? Uh, I, I don't remember the exact words but I remember that he had come uh, hours and hours uh, just to, to sit for a few minutes and be with us and give us his testimony. Yeah, I have it written down what he yeah. said to us that day. He said, our calling is not to do the work of God but to be in the will of God. In the will of God. What wow. a powerful statement. Mm. Uh, and that just capsulizes what I I see that the Lord really wants us to do. If we can ever be in his will, we don't have to worry about the work. Mm-hmm. The work will come if we're in his will. Mm-hmm. He works through us at that point, oh, right? Oh, doesn't he do it? Doesn't mm-hmm. he do it? So, But what does it look like, though? We've sort of danced around it. What does it look like when you when you start moving out, like you were saying, and working mm-hmm. on your own strength? Mm-hmm. Is Paul hinting at that when he's start talking about grumbling and that kind of, is that one sign <laughs> that you're Stay doing away that? from it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so. I think that's the, the general sense. For those of us who uh, work uh, full-time in ministry, many times it manifests itself not necessarily in grumbling, mm-hmm. but what will happen is we will revert to what our training has been. Ah. Uh, we will go back and what we learned in seminary or what we learned in Bible college. Or the way we've always done or it. Or the way we've always done it. Uh-huh. Those kind of things is what we revert to rather than understanding clearly that this thing has to come from God. Mm -hmm. And there is never a point along that continuum that we can relinquish the focus of knowing that it comes from God. Mm. It's just important for us to know that. So when he begins to do his thing, it's always a new thing, too. Always. Yeah. New songs, uh, Mm. new life, Mm. uh, new creations. Um, 
That's what's important about being in his will because, mm. see, it's not fixed because as God moves from one degree of grace to another in his giving to us, mm-hmm. he moves us the same way. Mm. But if we are fixed on the idea of what we've always done or fixed on the idea of how I was trained to do it this way, mm then we negate that and we don't get that richness that comes from God, that new thing, that exciting thing that comes the next morning Mm -hmm. uh, or that evening when you when you sit down and you say, oh, look what God did Mm -hmm. today. Do you think it's possible, Mm -hmm. too, that um, and we talked about the age thing earlier when you get into the the 50s as as I am and I think you're there. I'm not sure. I'm there. Okay, um, that we're more concerned about our reputation than God's reputation. Oh, Wayne, mm-hmm. such a powerful uh, observation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what uh, forces us to go back and try to rely on ourselves more than we do on God. Okay, so so what does that look like? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a person who's stuck in that place. I'm arguing. I'm, I've gotten to the point where I'm just doing it the way we've always done it. I'm just quoting my seminary, uh, you know, pastor's handbook. <laughs> so what do I need to do at that point? What is this passage uh, telling me to do? Well, uh, I, the thing that, that touched me so much about this is that uh, Paul uh, told the church here that uh, really what you need to do is remember who you are. Hmm. You, can't, you can't just continue to do business as usual. First, let's just stop and take a look, mm-hmm. see who we are. We realize that all that we are came from our union with Jesus, who is our Christ. Mm-hmm. Once that's done, he says, now that demands a certain lifestyle. Don't forget that lifestyle. That's the style that you need to follow if you're going to be who you say you are. Hmm. Um, we have an old saying sometimes that you can uh, talk the talk, but if you're not walking the walk. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's saying here. You need to learn how to walk the walk. And then he goes on and he gives some very clear things about the murmuring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, you can stop those things. They don't matter. Disputing and other things like this that he talks about that really gives us a problem. Mm-hmm. Be blameless. Be blameless. And, you know, that's one of the things that um, I believe really hurts us when we get out on our own is that if there is something that does not come through the way that it should, our uh, way of dealing with that. It was your fault, Wayne. Yeah. It wasn't mine. Well, I've never seen it until the, just the context of this discussion, this whole business of arguing. Well, you start arguing when you fall back on doing it your way. Doing it your way. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And I, I just think that's so important for us to realize that. But uh, one thing that I, I, um, I'd like to put forth here is that we need to understand that When we are looking at God as our source, then he's the one that is going to give illumination to what it is that needs to be done, not us. Mm -hmm. If we can ever understand it, it is a heavy burden for anyone. I know for me, Mm -hmm. it's a heavy burden anytime I have to decide what to do here, how this is supposed to be done, how will people receive it, who's going to do it. When I have to make those decisions, it's a heavy burden. Mm -hmm. But when I'm an instrument for God, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my yoke is easy. Oh, yeah, and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, And it's yes. interesting that the passage we read comes on the heels of that great uh, hymn mm-hmm. uh, to the early church, mm-hmm. and for, of the early church, that your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, Amen. who emptied himself. Let that mind be in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely.
Let's uh, pause right there. We'll pick it up in a moment. But Michael, ask you to sing for us again the song "Could It Be." Do you see the connection here that we're heading for? Yeah, could it could it be as a song about always having to have your questions answered, and you know, and and uh, uh, to hear back uh, exactly what you think you need to hear, and when when God has given us His answer in Jesus, He's the mm-hmm. answer that's been given to all our questions. So that's what "Could It Be" is all about. Michael is accompanied in the studio today by Paul Eckberg and Steve Mike Sell. song. You know, I was particularly intrigued with the question, is it really that we need to be seeking answers or do we need to seek purpose? Mm. What a, what a, oh, mm. it just really hits the pit of my heart. Mm. And and I, I look at this, is there any purpose that really is outside the God, the will of God that needs to even be considered? Yeah, why bother? Huh? Yeah, mm. why bother? <laughs> What a powerful, powerful song. It hits at the heart of what I see in these in this passage we've been discussing. We get so wrapped up in all of the things. We're a thing kind of society instead of realizing that if we ever get to the place where we please God, things don't matter. Well, I, I see the close of this passage, and Paul is—he's uh, obviously in prison. I think mm-hmm. uh, he is um, becoming aware of the fact that uh, 
he may very well be um, uh, sacrificed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and it strikes me that he, if anyone is in a position where they can't seem to do the work anymore, it's Paul at this point. And yet uh, God is still working through him. I mean, through this letter, and he's still working today through him. You know, with the three of us uh, wrestling with this passage. And uh, and his closing word is, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm rejoice, I, I rejoice, and you should be glad and rejoice yeah. too. Even if I am to die for you, yeah. I rejoice. Yeah. And the reason that he can rejoice is because he found that answer that was talked about in the song. Mm. The answer is Christ. Mm-hmm. The answer is God. Mm. Once we focus on that, then we can rejoice, mm. as we said earlier. That burden, that pain, that worry is gone when we see that God is the source. I thought it was particular. One of the truth that I, I looked at in this passage here was that um, in the old King James Version, it makes reference to working out your soul salvation. Mm-hmm. And the idea of working that is that as you live and you let the purpose of God, the will of God, move you more to be like Christ, you are by just living, Mm -hmm. becoming more like he is. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't be happy? Who wouldn't be joyful Mm. when you can understand that just by living, I'm pleasing God and, and I'm moving more like him. And listen here, not only that am I happy today, but one of these days, I won't have to be burdened with the trials and tribulations of this world. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to live with him totally and completely mm. through all eternity. What a powerful mm. movement. Mm. This has been uh, personal for you at times. Have you caught yourself, uh, you know, like the rest of us? Are you human, in other words? <laughs> I tell you what, I've been shivering over here a little bit. <laughs> uh, and, and it just feeds me. And I tell you, I thank you, brethren, because in looking at this situation, I think it speaks to uh, clergy and lay alike Mm -hmm. because there's a word here to encourage us all. Then the whole focus again is to realize that it's not in our things what we do, but it's in that movement of trying to get into the will of God. Mm-hmm. Whenever we are, his will and ours yeah. line up, the work doesn't matter. It's not mm-hmm. about us. <laughs> it ain't mm-hmm. about us. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's an important thing to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's good English or not, but it ain't <laughs> about us. <laughs> we know what you mean. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> Wayne from, Wayne's from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to ask Michael to sing again in a moment, but it just seems like at the end of such a conversation like this, we need to, we pray, need to pray and and ask the Lord to yeah. give us further insight and and uh, present Hewitt. ourselves for obedience uh, to Him in this yeah. in this matter. Hewitt, would you pray for those that are listening? I will do yeah. that. Our God and our Father, how thankful we are for this time of sharing. Our Father, uh, we know that you are waiting and ready to provide everything that we need. And Lord, perhaps there are those out there now that are struggling in one way or another, and they just haven't been able to see how to just get over the hill. But Lord, I pray that uh, the content of your word here will help them to see how to get over the hill. And that way, Father, as you have revealed to us, is that they must turn to you for their motivation and for their process. 
It's not about us. Lord, I pray that you will keep them. I pray that you will encourage them so that as they please you, they will experience that real joy as Paul experienced. Paul was facing sure death as he was looking down the road, but he could still rejoice. And again, he rejoiced because he knew that Father, you would see him through and that he could say those famous words. He says, I'm now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. Thank you for allowing us to experience the same thing and we praise your precious and holy name. Amen. 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 Pastor Hewitt Sawyers, thank you, brother. God bless you. Studio doors open to you anytime. Hallelujah. All right. (laughs) God bless you. Michael?
that song. We've reached the halfway point here in the studio with Michael Card. Your comments and Bible questions are always welcome when you email us at inthestudio at michaelcard.com. There's also more you can discover about this program and Michael's music and teaching ministry there on the web at michaelcard.com. In the second half, we'll welcome singer-songwriter Andrew Peterson here on the Moody Broadcasting Network. Be with us next time for a new edition of In the Studio with Michael Card. We'll pick up our study of biblical lament as Michael draws our attention to the life of David in the Psalms. The community focus will come from our producer, Joe Carlson, who will talk about his work as a chaplain at the Cook County Jail. This and in-studio performances of Michael's music that links the hour together in a meaningful way. Look for this current post on our website or through one of the many podcast channels. Details at michaelcard.com. Welcome back into the studio with Michael Card. Mike, our special guest is Andrew Peterson. Now and then these feet just take to wandering Now and then I prop them up at home Sometimes I think about the consequences Sometimes I don't Well I realize that falling down ain't graceful But I thank the Lord that falling's full of grace Sometimes I take my eyes off Jesus And you know that's all it takes Well I wish that I could say That at the close of every day I was happy with the way that I'm behaving Job, he chased an answer The wise men chased the child Jacob chased her 14 years And he captured Rachel's smile And Moses chased the promised land Joseph chased a dream David, he chased God's own heart All I ever seem to chase is me They say a race can only have one winner And you know you've got to pull out front to win But God knows the only time I'm winning Is when I'm chasing Him So I wish that I could say That at the close of every day I was happy with the way that I'm behaving Cause Samson chased a woman And he chased the Philistines I'm not quite sure what Jonah chased But I know he caught the sea And Cain he chased the harvest While Abel chased the beasts David he chased God's own heart all I ever seem to chase is me And Jesus chased the money man And he chased his father's will 
He chased my sin to Calvary And he caught it on that hill And so he chased the Christians Till his blindness made him see And David he chased God's own heart All I ever seem to chase is me Let it ring out there for a little while. Andrew. Hello. Nice to see you. Thank you. It's good to see you, too. It's been a while. Uh, we've we've studied together, actually, Andrew and I. That's How so? My Tell claim us a story. Well, we, we looked, about, looked at creativity together and tried to understand what uh, where it comes from or who it comes from, and uh, that was a while ago, but I enjoyed that time together. Yeah. Just recorded one of your songs? Which, so, yeah, that my freaked me out. Songwriting <laughs> heroes. <laughs> Called me uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, right before Christmas, I think. Yeah, we were on uh, our way down to visit family. Yeah, you are in the car. Uh-huh. And um, and it was your assistant or somebody in your office called mm-hmm. and said, Andrew Peterson? I said, yeah. Uh, Michael Card wants to talk to you? I was like, well, okay, yeah, right. Like it's, Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's like you it were so like busy. Sure, sure. I think she just, just for the listener's sake, <laughs> she had to track down the number, I think. Yeah, something like but that. But anyway, he said, yeah, I was going to record a song of yours. Is that okay? Yeah. You know, and then he heard the phone drop to the ground. Well, of course it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're the Doesn't first happen person. very often No, Mike. Well, well, get this. What are you going about to say? Well, nobody's ever recorded one of my songs before, so it was, <laughs> it, it was a, an honor. I couldn't believe when you said that, though. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know what it is. Andrew, introduce the rest of the band yeah. here to well, us. Well, I've got over here on the uh, accordion and later the piano is uh, one of my best friends. He's waving name. at the microphone. Yeah. You can <laughs> talk, you know, Excitedly ben. waving. <laughs> Hello. His name is Ben Schaub. He's, he's one of the finest musicians I have ever known. And uh, we've mm-hmm. been riding together for four four years now. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Huh. Uh, ben has a couple of kids and a wife and... And uh, our families are good friends. I can tell he's got a personality there, too. He, he's a weird one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, a, it's good. <laughs> Does that qualify him or disqualify that him? Qualify. He got right. the job. It's a good weird. It's a good weird. Okay, and then on the other side of it? And uh, this is Andy Gullihorn. Andy and I, we, we've been, uh, Ben and I asked Andy if we, he would come play with us a couple years ago, I guess. We've known each other for years. But uh, Andy's wife is Jill Phillips, who is uh, one of my very favorite singer-songwriters. Mm-hmm. And he writes a lot of her songs. So we run in the same circles. And cool. whenever... Jill doesn't have a show, we rope Andy and cool. come play. Uh, we got okay. Andy hooked up with a direct box here. We didn't give you a microphone, so you got to shout out if you want to say hi, Andy. Hi. Uh, <laughs> talking to your guitar the way Phil Keggy does. <laughs> Can you hear me? There you go. <laughs> it's a pretty expensive microphone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we've been we've been all traveling around together for um, long enough to where we, we know each other very well. We were just in Birmingham. You must have played there because they, they were still talking about it. They were. big church in Birmingham. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah? It's, it's a, it, that was the last show of the tour. Really? The very last show. Yeah. yeah. We were all sobbing. And, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course, I was saying, oh, Andrew Peterson, he's a close personal friend of mine. Yeah. I'm glad you liked that, uh, his concert. <laughs> attract as much of that attention as I it could. It was a great, like that tour was amazing. Like you, you've toured a lot. You know that on most tours, there's at least one jerk. Uh-huh. Like there's a there's a road manager or there's some musician who's right. a prima donna or there's somebody on the tour that yeah. just ruins it for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and this tour there were 12, 13 people 
on the bus. 13 wow. singer songwriters and musicians. Wow. Like really people who had the potential to, there was a potential for for awkwardness and weirdness, <laughs> but not one, it was the best tour that I've ever done. I going to say there were 13 jerks. But no. <laughs> no. Well, there were 13 jerks who, who know Christ and who'd been transformed yeah. and who, yeah. you know. That's a great okay. way to put it. Yeah. Nice rescue, Mike. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, that, I mean, that really is a point. We know what, you know, if you know what a jerk you are, then we're yeah. cool. It's so the people who don't know they're jerks that are. People who need to be beat up. Yeah. 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 Either spiritually or physically. Yeah. This would be a good moment for another song right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're degenerating into violent talk here. You've got a new album coming out, or is it out it, already? It, it came out this past fall, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's called The Far Country, and uh, it's an album about heaven mostly. Like, I don't really know why why that happened, um, but uh, once we looked at all the songs that, that I'd written for it, um, most of the songs in, in some way or another touched on heaven or dying or death, mm. only they weren't all sad songs. I think that people are kind of afraid when they hear that it's an album about death but um in fact know, during uh, the making of the record we were worried that andrew was going to have to die and we were going to have to make a tribute record <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it was going to be the tribute yeah. record. like once my last vocal was yeah. done i was driving very carefully but, but, but think of the sales i mean come on guys. <laughs> yeah, think of the true. sales <laughs> yeah worship records and dying yeah right. are both great for sales <laughs> right now at least for one record it's good for one record so uh but yeah so that's that's the new album it's called uh-huh. the far country and um yeah well, will you sing Lay Me Down for us? I would yeah. be happy to. All right. Let's do it right now. In the studio live, Andrew Peterson and Ben and Andy with him here today. Let's start it all together. I wrote this song just, uh, just, just, you, you set it up so nicely and <laughs> nice lay me down, Andrew yeah. Peterson. Now I'm going to ruin it by talking. <laughs> a one yeah. and a two. I wrote this for my family uh, because I, I, it occurred to me, uh, I've lived in Nashville here for eight years or so and, and my, uh. My, I grew up in Florida and I was born in Illinois and I have family and friends in, in little communities all over the country and I just don't know where I want to be buried, which was a, an awkward conversation with my wife. So uh, <laughs> I wrote this for my family. One, two, three. Well, I suppose you could lay me down to die in Illinois beneath the rows of corn For in between the maple trees I climbed on as a boy Where in the land of Lincoln I was born Oh, and I recall we rode the combines in the fall And there comes a time for gathering the harvest after all When you lay me down to die I miss my boys, I miss my girls Lay me down and let me say goodbye to this world You can lay me anywhere, oh, but just remember this When you lay me down to die, you lay me down to live a girl to marry me on a dock out on the lake Our babies came to life in Tennessee And the music of the mountains is still keeping me awake Yeah, but everything that rises falls asleep We are not alone, we are more than flesh and bone What is seen will pass away, what is not is going home When you lay me down to die my boys, I miss my girls, 
set it next to life Well I believe it would barely fill a cup Cause I believe there's power in the blood when you lay me down to die So long boys, so long girls, lay me down and let me say goodbye to this world You can lay me anywhere but just remember this when you lay No, that was good. Uh, okay, worked. thank you. I, uh, I'm fighting a runny nose here, so I thought I'd get out while I st- while I could as soon as I can. <laughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, that's a, it's a, one of the burdens that I had when we were writing the album and recording it was that to try to get people thinking about heaven and talking about heaven a little more because I think people's idea of what it's going to be like has been so informed by Hollywood and, yeah. and, uh, and, and bad preaching. Yeah, they, <laughs> they think that it's going to be this ethereal place where we float around with wings and Well, that'd be pretty boring, and, wouldn't it? It would be miserable, you yeah. know. I think that uh, especially, you know, there's songs where we talk about singing around the throne forever. I mean, sure, there will be singing, and I, I look forward to praising God around his throne, but, but not forever. I think yeah. that he's got something more for us than just mm-hmm. that. So uh, yeah, was it, uh, John Piper was asking us the question: uh, Would would you do you think you'd enjoy heaven if Jesus wasn't there? Hmm. So sort of this concept huh. of heaven, you know, w- without Jesus, and um, the idea being that no, it's all, it's all about sharing presence with Him. Whatever yeah. whatever's going to happen, I don't care what we're doing. If if right. we're in His presence, what's that? Right. I'll, t- I'll take that. That'll, that'll it be certainly okay. helps you to put f- hands and feet on this, uh, on the, on the, some concrete to the idea, because most people yeah. just think heaven. What is that? Yeah, in mean, eternity. Who? I mean, who wants that? So the same yeah. God who made came up with the idea of a feast, you know, mm-hmm. and community and the mountains and mm-hmm. nature. All these things he are, are you know, shadows. Well, was, so, was there anything that turned you though in the direction? I mean, did someone important pass away in your life, or was it? Are you um, al- are you almost forty or something like that? Forty? <laughs> What's no, wrong with that? I'm, not 40. <laughs> I'm thirty-one. I, I don't. I think that uh, reading reading a lot of C.S. Lewis helped me to look yeah. forward to heaven better. Like I think he he had a grasp of uh, of some important concepts about what heaven are like, like the Great Divorce and even mm-hmm. the Narnia books, which I've read to my kids. Um, the pictures that he paints of heaven are, are they, you know, they change the way I live now. Mm-hmm. They don't just give me something to sit around and while away the time thinking about heaven, but they change the way I move in this world because mm-hmm. I, because I have a better understanding of what God has in store for me later. Well, and I think a biblical view of heaven has uh, a connection to this world. I mean, there, we begin in this world to, to enjoy what hopefully we'll enjoy mm-hmm. in heaven. So I hope yeah. it's connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Can't well. resist asking Andrew about songwriting here, Michael. You're a mm-hmm. songwriter. Can we ask him some songwriting questions? Y- go, you know, feel that, free. That right. which, com- which comes first, the lyrics <laughs> or music? <laughs> right. You go ahead and ask your own questions. Oh, no. Answer your own questions. I don't know. I, I have a lot of questions about uh, creativity. It scares me, to be honest with you. Writing uh-huh. a song like I... Uh, it's been several months since I've written anything because yeah. of busyness and, and scheduling. And, and uh, I, I have this, this fear that... Because, you know, when you re- look back at the moment when something creative happened, it's hard to it's hard to uh, you, to understand exactly where it all comes from mm-hmm. or how you did it, you know? And I think that sometimes I think, oh, well, I wrote another album. That means I know how to s- write a song. Mm-hmm. But then the thought of sitting down and doing it, I go, wait a minute, how did I do that again? You know, where did that song idea come from? And hmm. Do you ever, do you ever finish a song and think, I'll, I can never do that again. I'll never yeah. do that again. Or hear a song that you wrote and think, uh-huh. I didn't write that song. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm. that same feeling. Like I, I it, Yeah, I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. Does it, it concern me. you to you know, have that little bit of a layoff? You said busy for several months. and you know, can It I concerns get, me because can I get back at it, it helps me realize that, that, that God is the source of these things. You know? mm-hmm. like he's the source of creativity. And, and, to, uh, and if he chose... To take away my creativity, he could. Absolutely. You know, like yeah. if he just decided one day, that's the last song that you're going to write. Mm-hmm. I have something else for you. Um, you know, it, it makes me rethink how, how much I place my confidence in my laurels or, you know, the songs that I've written because I kind of go, well, if he took that gift away, I, I would still, uh, you know, would I still be me even? Yeah. <laughs> and who, yeah, so it makes me, it scares me a little bit. Yeah. Well, and we, I think when we were together, we talked about this idea of when you, your identity is based in what you do as opposed to what, you know, who Christ is, I guess, helping you to become. It is a scary thing mm-hmm. to have that taken away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. Do you, do you, we all are. Do you pray for that creativity to come? Do you ask for a song? How, do, how, does, how does that work? Um, I have asked for songs before. Like my wife, my wife believes in me more than I do most of the mm-hmm. time. And, and uh, she's, she's you know praise for me whenever it comes time to make music or whatever creative thing that it is i'm working on she's really good about praying for me and encouraging me and because uh yeah i try to i do pray for it do you ever I'm, start a song kind of under your own steam and then realize you haven't stopped to pray and in the middle of process i mean that happens to me on almost every song i'll have an idea and get started and and then sort of stumble and get stuck and realize I haven't stopped. Yeah, and too, too often, I yeah, too often that's the last resort. Yeah. Um, oh, you better help me on this one. Songwriters <laughs> workshop here today. <laughs> I don't know. Confession time, more like. <laughs> but nothing. Nothing takes the place of actually doing it. Just sitting oh. down and trying to do it. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. like that's the one thing that I have learned that even though I don't know where it comes from, uh, and I don't know how to make it work, I know that it'll never happen if I don't sit down and wait for it. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I think people look at people like you guys and say, well, you know, they're gifted in that. They must come easy to these guys. But you have to work at it, don't you? But I don't know what exactly what work work at it looks look looks like. Yeah. For me, it means doing it wrong for a long time and then finally letting go of something. And not that then it's, it's necessarily that much easier, but it does begin to come like someone like Lewis would talk about joy that comes from the outside. It mm-hmm. comes from someplace outside of yourself. And somehow that happens, but like Andrew, I don't I don't know how you make that happen unless know. you get so desperate you just say, okay, I, I recognize I can't do this. Mm. You know, if you don't show up, mm-hmm. this is, you know, not going to happen. Yeah. Let's, uh, I think we got time for one more. You got one more song sure, for us, sure. Andrew? This one is one that, uh, th- this is the one that you're recording. Oh, cool. If oh, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, very cool. This is called the uh, the silence of God, and uh, it was uh, one of the hardest situations that I've ever written a song out of, mm. and uh, hard enough to where I can't talk about it on the air. Mm. Mm. <laughs> one <laughs> but, of those. Uh, huh? But I uh, yeah, it was really it was just an, an ugly time in my life, and uh, 
I uh, I went to this monastery in Kentucky. I'd been praying for answers and asking God why these things were happening to me and, and you know, trying to nail down some kind of an answer. And uh, and a friend of mine canceled his, his retreat at the Abbey of Gethsemane up in Kentucky and, and said, uh, you can have my slot. So mm. I went up there not really knowing what I was in for, but I spent three days fasting and praying and mm. uh, trying, to, trying to get to the bottom of, you know, begging God for an answer. Please give me an answer. Please help me and comfort me. And, and all there was was silence. Mm. Like, uh, and I think that most people know what that feels like, to, to feel like your prayers are going no higher than the ceiling. And, uh, and I went on a walk that day and uh, through, the, through the hills of Kentucky, and there were these signs that pointed to the statues, quote-unquote. And uh, I didn't know what the statues were, but I thought, I have nothing better to do because I'm not going to be able to eat lunch today. Mm. Uh, so I uh, kept walking, and I finally went to the statue, found the statue of Jesus praying um, in, in Gethsemane. And uh, it was a, th- there was more anguish in this artist's depiction of Jesus than I'd ever seen before. Mm. And I think that was, that was when I kind of started realizing that, that suffering itself is the answer, I think. Mm. That, I think that God uses the suffering, obviously, to sanctify us and to make us more like him. And that in suffering, uh, whatever the cause of it, um, there's communion mm. with Christ. And uh, so that's, that's kind of the, where the song, what the song grew mm. out of. enough to make him wonder if he's ever been sane when he's bleeding for comfort from thy staff and thy rod and the heavens only answer is the silence of God and it'll shake a man's timbers when he loses his heart when he has to remember what broke him apart and this yoke may be easy but this burden is not when the crying fields are frozen with the silence of God and if a man has got to listen to the voices of the mob who are reeling in the throes of all the happiness they've got when they tell you all their troubles have been nailed up to that cross well then what about the times when even followers get lost cause we all get lost sometimes There's a statue of Jesus on a monastery knoll In the hills of Kentucky, all quiet and cool And he's kneeling in the garden, as silent as a stone And all his friends are sleeping, and he's weeping all alone sorrows he never forgot what sorrow is carried 
hearts that he bought So when the questions dissolve Into the silence of God The aching may remain But the breaking does not The aching may remain But the breaking does not in the holy lonesome echo of the silence of God. song to end our session today here in the studio with Michael Card. We hope you'll take a moment and send us your comments about today's program. And also don't forget to pass along your questions about the Bible and the Christian life for Michael to answer on future broadcasts. The email address is simply in the studio at michaelcard.com. Again, in the studio at michaelcard.com. And please let us know how you're listening when you reach us. And through the web, you can stay connected with all that's going on behind the scenes. Our address is michaelcard.com. If you missed any part of this broadcast, we hope you'll take full advantage of our radio archive. And now you can access the program through our podcast. You can find the program by typing Michael Card when you search the iTunes podcast directory. Another way to be reminded of today's session is through our email devotion. And then a complete listen of Michael's music and books can be found all by logging on michaelcard.com. Again, that's michaelcard.com. The scripture text used today were from the New Living Translation. Producers Joe Carlson, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for being with us in the studio with Michael Card. In the studio with Michael Card is a production of Community Broadcasting and the Moody Broadcasting Network.